Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week of Max Potential Habits. This week, ooh, you're going to love this topic. I, you know how I always bring on mindset, money, manifestation, lots of coaches, lots of people that bring us tips on how to align ourselves and optimize internally so we can create what we want externally to have those optimized habits that help us thrive in life and business. This week, I have practical, actionable marketing tips for you coming from our expert guest, Jennifer Tamborski. She's a digital marketing strategist who works with coaches, consultants, and helps them create online courses, make huge impact in the world, helps them advertise digitally to grow their business. And if, as a business owner, you know that lead generation can be a huge issue. I think it's the number one issue that most new businesses have and not even new businesses, just businesses across the board. When you have the lead gen figured out, you're gold. So I wanted to bring her on to bring in some tips for you to help you. I love this title. She says, how to date your ideal clients and foundations, funnels, and Facebook ads. So we're gonna talk marketing, we're gonna talk business strategy, and get to know Jennifer, and we're psyched you're here. So welcome to the show today, Jennifer. Thanks so much for having me. I love talking marketing. And you know, I could talk all day on this topic um, because it is such an important part of business that often business owners put aside. They say things like, you know, when I make, XYZ, I'll start marketing. Uh, How are you going to make XYZ if people don't know you exist? <laughs> yes. I, I, you're so right because it's one of those things where you go like, oh, I'll build it and they'll come. Nope. <laughs> You've got to let them know you're there. And exactly. I, I, one thing people ask me often how I built my business so fast. And it was because when I started, I thought, I don't know anything about marketing. I'm going to have to learn everything I possibly can about marketing. And so I took it on as this, you know, like, what are the hats that an entrepreneur wears? And to me, it's three hats. And one is you got to build expertise in your, your chosen area. You've got to learn business strategy and marketing. Like marketing is absolutely essential. So I think that what you do in the world to help businesses grow through digital marketing is absolutely incredible. So so cool that you're here. Will you share a quote that you live by? So I actually have two quotes I live by. Well-behaved women rarely make history. Yeah. And then the second is do not go where the path may lead. Instead, go where there is no path and blaze. I, I edit that. It says leave a trail. I edit it to blaze a trail. Nice. Super, super pioneer power woman is what I'm yeah. getting out of those quotes. <laughs> That's great. I love them. Ah, so good. Okay, great. I, I always love, I, I love quotes. I'm a quote freak. And, I, and I've noticed, I just actually started doing in the last uh, three months, quote of the week for my people. And, you know, it's on Instagram. If for those of you listening, if you don't know that I do this, it's actually on Instagram, LinkedIn every week. And I'm actually going to start, pod I'm going to do it as an episode starting next year. Oh, yeah. Just like a real short episode. And I just choose a quote and then, you know, powerhouse a, a conversation around that quote, because there's so many good quotes in the world. So thanks for sharing that. First, I'd love to know how long have you been in digital marketing and why, you know, you started by saying that you love it. And I can tell, you know, the conversations you and I've had, I know that you love it. So will you share how you got into that world and what inspires you about it? 
So I actually, it's, it was a long journey to getting into digital marketing. I started out as a virtual assistant really way before virtual assistants were even a thing. My, when my second one was born 15 years ago, I needed a, a job I could do from home. And what ended up happening through the course of my career was that I started working for marketers because at the time the internet was still pretty young, social media was in its infancy and the marketers that had, were the ones that saw the potential. And so they were the ones that were hiring people that weren't in their office. They were hiring people virtually. And so that's where I ended up working, spending a lot of my time. And as the years went on and I saw like the growth and the expansion and the ability to impact and influence people in the most positive ways, it just really drew me to wanting to continue to do that. I want to help people. I really, we primarily work with coaches for a reason. I believe they have a, an opportunity to transform the world. And I love being a part of that. And so, and I really, again, if nobody knows a coach is there, they absolutely cannot hire them. So my, you know, zone of genius is helping them get out there. Yeah. This is such a powerful, important moment for people to recognize. You could have the best information in the universe. Like you could just have gold, but if no one knows you exist, then you can never get your message out there. And so it's, it is, it's something I've learned over the years, a couple of years of my business is I go like, oh, if I want to expand to the sex seven figure level. So, you know, getting to the six figure level, I think it's possible to do. Yeah. You can hustle to the six figure level. Totally. That is absolutely possible. Yes. Getting to the seven figure level without having a marketing strategy, I think would be a lot harder. It is, it is still possible. I have a client that actually hit seven figures hustling and doing it outside of the digital world, but moving beyond that for whoever you are, there comes a point in your business where you get stuck at that level. Yep. That's when you're not attracting the right people. You're not meeting the right people. Um, One of the reasons I call it dating is that same kind of idea, right? We've all been there where you're, you're searching for that perfect person and you're going to all of the places, right? You're going to church, you're going to, you know, the grocery store, you're going to wherever, all of those, those places or a bar. Um, Match.com. That's, that's the step into digital marketing. Yeah. Match.com, yeah. you know, all of those online dating apps because it gets you out there into a wider totally. audience. Right. And more targeted. Right. Exactly. I, I love that you say this. Cause I just, I just started doing match.com dating. This will be released way past when I, when this happened, but for me, same thing. I was like, okay, well it's COVID. Usually I have a really time, easy time meeting people, but it's COVID. So I don't have a lot of exposure of myself. Let's right? say. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, match.com let's try and see what happens. And it was like, Oh my God, there's a whole world of people out there to date. How fun is this? Not only is there a whole world of people out there because you can target them specifically, yep. you're meeting the right people rather than walking into a bar going, yes, I don't know. You know? Totally. I, I love that. That's such a great analogy. And it's so true. So, you know, for those of you listening, if you're feeling like you're not attracting the right people into your business and you think that there's not a wide enough net, digital world is 
Huge. You have a global audience when you start marketing and targeting the right people. So will you, will you say a little bit about how to date your ideal client? Yeah. So I, again, we correlate it right back into relationships because business is all about relationships. So just like in the real world, we step into that introduction phase. So like you did match.com, that's your first introduction into new people, right? And then you're building out a sales funnel. And if you look at a sales funnel in the same way you do dating, you have your introduction phase, then you move to that flirting phase on match.com. It's when you guys are just emailing back and forth, right? We move into the dating phase, which is when people actually convert onto your email list and you mm -hmm. start having actual real conversations with them. Um, I always correlate that lead magnet, that free or micro offer kind of thing to having coffee with somebody. It's really low risk for them to step into your world mm -hmm. because like going from zero to, which is the commitment phase to purchase is kind of like walking up to somebody in the, in a bar and asking them to marry you. <laughs> kind of, not only, not only is it not going to work, but it's also a little creepy. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. so if you kind of look at the at a sales funnel and at digital marketing in the same way you would dating, that there are steps to warm them up, to make them feel like they have a relationship with you, just like you would going from introduction to commitment, whatever that commitment looks like for you in a real in a life partner. Yeah, this is it, it's such a valuable analogy because you know it. it I'm curious what it made me think of is like the warming up phase because you know to get their email is one thing to get their email then have them buy something from you another thing and then to have them you know pay for either like uh, you know a high high dollar course or one on one coaching then you know you're walking them through those steps and I know here we have a lot of different types of businesses maybe you're in real estate or network marketing or you know other forms but it's the same process it it's is warming people up getting them to know like love trust you so that then they can take the next step forward, whatever that is. So will you talk a little bit about what some of those low level steps are like trust triggers to get people warmed yeah. up to you? Well, there are things as simple as a podcast, right? That's a free offer to people getting, and it gets them to start building a relationship with you. Those people that are listening to your podcast every day, when you reach out to them, and I often tell my clients that have a podcast to put some kind of free offer to get people yeah. on your email list from, from your podcast, yeah. because what it then ends up as they're already being nurtured by this podcast. They're listening to you weekly, daily, whatever, however often you're doing your podcast and they're, they have a connection with you. So when you have an offer to offer them, they're more likely to step into the offer. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So what would be, will you give us some other strategies? Like, so there's podcast, which is a free offer, but then again, it's, it's the, the free PR, but then you want to get them into your email by offering exactly. something to take them off that platform into your exactly. circle, inner circle. The best thing, I mean, you can do Facebook lives as a free, you know, kind of thing, all of that. It's really giving them content, giving them value. Um, Here's the reality about podcasts and about Facebook and about LinkedIn and all of them. They are amazing platforms to connect with your audience. However, you have no control over them. Yeah. So if any of them shut down, you lose your audience. If you can get them onto your email list, 
you have the ability to control how you talk to them, how you um, communicate with them. And if Facebook shut down tomorrow, you would still have the ability to continue to connect with them. Yeah, that, that's, so, that's really important. You know, it's uh, last week I had, I, I don't know exactly why, but all of a sudden Instagram locked me out. And yep. it's like, we don't like you anymore. And I was like, <laughs> oh crap. I've never had the thought like I could lose Instagram and I've put so much time, energy and money into it. I don't even have a big following at all. I have like a couple thousand followers, but they're high quality followers who love right. me and I love them. And we're like a tribe. And I go, oh my God, like, I don't have, I don't have all those people's emails. So like if I lost them, I was even in conversation in the DMs and I was like, I don't know those people's names or, or email. Yeah, you don't have a list. I mean, no. they're in your DM. You don't make yeah. a separate list. Like I can't even contact them to let them know why I dropped off the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's exactly why I encourage every client I have to have some kind of free offer, whether that's a free eight-minute training video. And I, I say specifically eight minutes because right after eight minutes, people stop paying attention. So. <laughs> yep, good. That's why changed. isn't your show is you no know, is your show show short? I can't remember. Yeah, my show's 20 minutes long. It's 20, okay. I can yeah, generally yeah. that's about how long yeah. I, I keep the show too. Because yeah. again, you lose people's connection, you lose their their attention. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. But specifically online when you're offering some kind of free lead magnet, eight minutes is really where they're okay. like gone. Okay. Um, so or you could have an ebook or you could have a workbook or a worksheet or depending on what it is you do, you know, if you're a finance coach and you have um, a, a, a spreadsheet to help them with their budget or, you know, whatever it is you do, find out, find something that's mm -hmm. very specific to what it is your clients. Here's the key, what it is they think they need. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to give them what they want yeah. in order to give them what it is they actually need. Yeah. That, okay. Let, let's, everyone needs to hear that. It's one of the most golden gems of wisdom I've gotten in marketing is that people buy what they want, not what they need. So right. it might, it, it's funny because in habits, it's like people need to fix their habits, but what they want is to feel good in life. Mm -hmm. That's why we've changed our habits, right? Yeah. So it's like, really, it's like, okay, we're bringing everything to the table to help you optimize your habits because you want to thrive in your life and your business. Yeah. You know, so it's like planting that seed constantly of going like, okay, what, what do people really want? They want to feel better. They want more money. They want better relationships. They want to feel freedom and purpose. So you're marketing to that want versus the need, which is, might be like, oh, you really, really need to revamp your diet to feel good. You know, Absolutely. which most people don't want to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just in my own marketing, I offer, I offer a quiz because people want to use Facebook ads and they may not be ready for them yet because there is a point where you're ready for going to that next level and you have to have things in place yeah. in order to do it. Yeah. And so they want Facebook ads, but what they really need is a whole strategy. Right? Uh -huh. That's where people come. People come to me so often. They're like, I just want to run Facebook ads. And I'm like, yeah, but you're, you don't have a strategy in place in order to run Facebook ads. So I draw them in with something simple that they understand, which is Facebook ads. And then I can teach them the strategies and steps that they actually need in place in order to make ads effective. Okay. That's great. So, so, cause you just said, you know, people aren't always like there's, there's steps before the process of getting the Facebook ad. So it's, 
I, what it comes to mind there is that it's mostly like people go, Oh, I want Facebook ads because it's like a quick e in their mind. It's a quick, easy mm -hmm. way to build my business. But if you don't have strategy behind it, it's not going to work. Exactly. That's okay. exactly the point. Not only strategy, but you also have to have systems in place. Okay. If you have people, if you want to run Facebook ads, you have to have some place to send them and a reason for them to give you their email address. If yeah. you don't have those systems in place and that follow-up system afterwards, um, if we go back to the dating analogy, right? The Facebook ad is the, the ad that they see on the platform is their introduction, mm -hmm. right? The landing page then becomes that um, dating portion, right? Where they go from introduction to dating. Yeah. The piece that a lot of people miss is what I call the flirting stage, which are offering valuable content online like okay. podcast or YouTube or Facebook lives or whatever, whatever it is that your client connects with most mm -hmm. um, so that they can warm up in between. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. You've said this many times and it makes so much sense when you apply the dating analogy, because it's that warm up flirting period. Will you share, okay. The transition from the, the flirting and the getting them into your fold through the email to then the first paid offering what would you recommend there in terms of a paid offering is it like a really low price offer it all depends on what it is you're doing right okay that's all very dependent now micro offers which are very low introductory offers are huge right now they are selling like hotcakes online yeah. so yeah. having something that someone can spend seven dollars seventeen dollars i like sevens personally some people like nines whatever but yeah yeah <laughs> you know seventeen dollars twenty seven dollars thirty seven dollars something like that anything pretty much under fifty dollars is considered a micro offer once someone starts spending money with you they're more likely to continue spending money yeah. so getting them in the door with that low introductory offer helps speed up that dating phase, the warming up phase and, and that kind of thing. So sometimes, and it, and it all depends on the industry because like the health industry, if you're looking at like a health coach or something like that, oftentimes there's a plethora of them out there that are offering free things. So if you're offering a micro offer, it's gonna need to be really, really cool. Mm -hmm. in order for someone to pay for something that they could go to someone else for free. For free. Yeah. Okay. So it all just depends on, on what your business is, on whether or not that specific strategy will work. Okay. That being said, I like micro offers. I like people having to pay for your expertise, even if it's a small bite of your expertise. Mm -hmm. And then as you go along, the length of time always depends on what it is you're selling. If your program is, you know, five, 10, 15, $25,000, it's going to take a little longer to work them up to you. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to provide them with some other value, get them on a phone call, do some kind of webinar that's, that's really, you know, pushes that, get them on a sales call, those kind of things. Yeah. If your offer is, you know, under a thousand bucks, you can easily go from that micro offer up to that thousand dollar offer ish pretty quickly. Yeah. You just accelerate them through your sales funnel. Yeah. I love it. it it's interesting because I'm, you know, I have a whole bunch of funnels in the tests 
testing phases right now. And, and I noticed the micro offer is a really powerful way. And then I think back to when I've invested in coaches, it started with a micro offer. It's usually like a $19, you know, three video course. And then I'm like, Oh, I like the way you teach. I like what you're doing. It, and it reminds me, it's like, you're going coffee to like, okay, now let's, now we kind of like each other. Let's go to like a happy hour date. Exactly. Oh, now dinner could work. Oh, now, you know, exactly. You just the, move them along the dating yeah. process until they're ready for the big commitment, Yeah, which is what we're all driving towards. How long that takes is dependent on your business and your audience. Yeah. I have a client, one of my clients who it took us about a year to figure out, but her sales cycle takes about three to six months. They have to be on her email list for three to six months before they're ready to buy. So now that we know that, we know what we can put into that sales cycle to start getting them ready to buy. Yeah. And right now we're looking at a micro offer because one of the problems she was having was she'd have people come to her and they weren't ready. It's not that they weren't ready to buy. They totally wanted to buy her product, but they weren't ready for her product. And she wouldn't sell it to them because they weren't ready. Gotcha. And so now we're looking at a micro offer that can get them ready. Like okay. there are things they need to do to get ready to purchase her bigger offer. Yeah, that's great. So it's like you're priming your clients and you're, you're setting them up for success and leading them into the bigger offer. Absolutely. So you're planting those seeds along the way as you get them to whatever your biggest offer is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it is your biggest offer. You want to be as successful as humanly possible to your clientele. So if you know that they've done all the steps that when they get into your big offer, they're going to be a success. That's really the goal of a funnel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so much, so much gold. I'm curious. Okay. Because for people listening, you know, if they're thinking like, oh, I want to run Facebook ads, what are some of the things they need in place in order to do that? I know you've talked about it a little bit, but will yeah, you give us so some really clear steps? They need a landing page, right? You need some place for them to go to. So they need a landing page. They need some kind of offer, whatever that offer is. <laughs> You know, whatever your, if it's a micro offer or a freebie, whatever, um, they'll, they need to have that ready. Then the landing page will take you to a thank you page, which is where they'll get whatever it is that you have to offer them. Um, and then you need an email sequence. You need a minimum of five to seven emails to follow that offer so that you can either drive them to um something, whatever your next step is. Sometimes it's a phone call. Sometimes it's, you know, your group, um, you know, we're work, I'm working with one client, a new client right now, and we're pretty much all of her offer drives them to her group because that's where she's warming them up. That's where she's nurturing them. That's where she's giving them that piece of gold that makes them want to become a client. Yeah. Um, so it just, it's, those are the kind of things that you have to have in place before you're ready to, to run your ads. Okay. Now, before you even do that, you need to know your ideal client, know them. And when I say know them, I mean more than female, 27 years old, lives in Colorado. Like you need to know all of their psychographics. So what their fears are, what their dreams are, you know, who they listen to, who they like, all of those things that really make it so that when you talk to them, they can hear you. Yeah, that's brilliant. Will you share, I, I, I use this term a lot, psychographics. Will you dig into that a little bit more? Because I, to me, that's been one of the most 
catalyzing effects of learning about the people I work with, where I go like, oh, things grow a lot faster when you know exactly what your people want, because you can create content directed at those people. You know exactly how to create your programs. Like when I'm creating an episode, I just know exactly who I'm talking to. So it's so easy to have people go like, oh my God, it feels like you're reading my mind. And it's because I am, <laughs> you know, like I know you, I know your pains, I know your loves, I know your fears, I know your wants, and it makes everything get easier. Can you just say a little bit more about that like yeah. how, do, how do people discover those things psychographics are like my one of my favorite pieces of your ideal client profile um the best way to discover persons your psychographics is really talk to your clients pick your ideal clients whoever they are and start digging into what it is that they're struggling with what their biggest fears are what their what their pain points are um what what their dreams are. Because sometimes the reality is people will pay to get out of hell. They won't pay to get into heaven. So you'll have to make sure that they recognize what it is that they're struggling with before you can offer them that. And, and that's something that I see often with um, people. They don't put in the pain points. They're like, I help you bliss, whatever bliss is. Mm -hmm. People aren't hearing the bliss because they don't know what it is they need to be in in order to get to the bliss. Yeah. Um, so yeah. so yeah, making sure you really understand what their what their struggles, their fears, their wants, their desires, and they may all be different, you know. But and focus on one person, one ideal client. That is the biggest mistake people make, especially coaches, because they're so open and they have such open hearts and they want to help everyone. And the reality is, is when you talk to everyone, nobody listens. Yeah. So make sure you're really crystal clear on who it is you're talking to. Yeah. Let's say a little more there, because I think that that's very, it is one of those, when you say the biggest mistakes, it's because it's such a hard one for people. So how, how can, how can you help them in the mindset arena, get over their fear of only helping one, you know, one person, which isn't really one person, but it's like that one ideal niche. Yeah. So here's the reality. When you talk, when you really talk to that one person, like your ideal client, when you're really talking to them, those other people that you want to help, they're still hearing you. Yeah. They're still hearing your message. So you're still going to get people to come in. Like in my own business, my ideal client are coaches, but as I'm talking, real estate agents are coming to me or, you know, because marketing is marketing and it's the same type of, of idea. So you have other people that are still going to come. Yeah. But really understanding that one person and how you can help them. Yeah. Makes it so that your message is clear. And when your message is clear, then you're not confusing your audience because yeah. if you come in and say, you know, I help this person. Oh, and I help this person. People are going, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who you help. I, you know, they become confused. Yeah. Confused audiences never buy. Yeah. Brilliant. So true. <laughs> I, I, I love that you're giving information and tips and strategies and clarity around helping people get there faster, because these are things that business owners who are really driven will learn over time, but you can really shrink the gap of time by implementing what you're talking about. I mean, really, it's like things that I've learned through my, my time of building my business. I'm like, oh, niche down. That makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's true. I still attract clients across the board. 
board, but I'm speaking to a direct audience because it just makes the process so much faster and easier. Yeah. And, and, and then it's it, when things are easy for you as a business owner, it flows, it's more fun, it's more playful, you're getting faster results, which then increases your magnetic flow, which then reinforces that you're, you're, you're successful, you can do it. And it's just like a, a good system all the way around. And quite yeah. honestly, the faster you can get to a specific point, right, six figures, seven figures, whatever that point is, then you can open, once you've hit seven figures, you can open up your market. You can yes. start talking to a million people. But yes. until you hit that seven figure mark, just focus, become really laser focused on who it is that you serve. Yeah, great advice. Awesome. Okay, will you say a little bit about, um, well, I'm thinking you, you were talking about foundations, funnels, and Facebook ads. So we've talked about funneling and the way that we warm people up. Mm -hmm. What other tips do you have in terms of mistakes that people make when they're building out funnels and stepping into Facebook ad world? Sometimes they go too fast. Sometimes they don't like one of the things that I talk to people often is proof of concept, which means you have a product you've successfully sold and people are getting results from it until you have that in place. You can spend a lot of money on Facebook that or in funnels or all of those things that are not going to be in fact effective because you're testing a product right you're not actually and when you hit a certain point in your business it's okay to start testing other products but when you're first starting out your foundation really is having that very specific product the one thing that you sell all of the micro offers all of the lead magnets all of the things lead to this one thing that's it. That's the only thing you sell. When you get to, again, usually about seven figures-ish, you can start rotating out of that. But until then, just sell that one thing. Mm, ooh, this is interesting. It's funny because I, you know, of course, looking at my business, because I'm in the I'm in between the six and seven figure mark, and that's my next scale. And I go, oh, fascinating, because I offer some multiple things, but I can see how it can be distracting. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you go, oh, well, what am I? It, it's almost that confusion piece. It's like too exactly. many offerings. Too many options. It's like, have you ever gone to Amazon's page and they have all of those things on the front page and you're like, or you just type very specifically into the search like this is what I want yeah like exactly. don't get distracted the only thing I, want. I don't want to see anything else yeah um, and that's yeah. what I do I don't float around Amazon there's too many options I go in yeah. I type what I want I leave yeah it, you know what what it's reminding me of what you're saying is it's like it's shiny object syndrome within your own business yes like you don't yeah. want to be inducing shiny object syndrome with your people that you're attracting your way exactly so you want exactly. real clarity i'm curious do you think then you know when people are creating that one signature product that they're leading people to but they have the micro offers those micro offers like as long as they because you know i'm thinking about even my model it's like i have you know i have a, a mindset church that's only 97 dollars a month and people get to try it for free so that in my mind that's a micro offer mm -hmm. to get them to my online course and then that's also a, a micro offer to get them to my one-on-one -on -one coaching yes so it's like as long as they facilitate and support each other, yeah, that's a funnel, right? Okay. You have yeah. multiple lower end offers that support them to get to your high end offer. Gotcha. What you don't want to do is have a an offer for, let's say you do one-on-one um, -on -one coaching 
and group coaching and mastermind. And, you know, like you just keep building out those things. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that people are like, I don't know if I need one-on-one coach. Maybe I need group coaching. Maybe. Okay. Once you've decided, you can change your model. Most coaches start with one-on-one coaching. And yeah. then as they fill up, they yeah. go to group coaching. Yeah. Um, and you can change that model as your business grows, but you're still wanting to drive everything to whatever that one thing is. Once yeah. you hit a million dollars and you've got, you know, residual income coming from those micro offers and those courses and all of those kind of things, you can do whatever you want. But until yeah. you're getting to that point, you need to have something that's very strategic in walking them down a path to yeah. get to your big ticket. Yeah. I love this. I, I, uh, I don't remember where I heard it, but it was some marketing some webinar or something I was watching and I really liked it. It's what you're saying. It was like this idea of like, you've got to first work with the one-to-one and, and really what that gives you is the clarity of the client avatar. It gives you the languaging they use, the pain points, you know, the struggles so that then you can shift to the one to the few and then the one to the many. And it's this, you know, it's a similar, I think it's like that six to seven figure or eight figure approach is that like, you've got to first like kind of get your fingers dirty and, you know, like dive in and understand what's going on with your community. And then it's also like fastest path to cash in my mind is the one-on-one coaching because you only need a few clients if you're charging the right amount. And if you're not charging the right amount, people need to contact me. (laughs) That's something I help people with, you know, is it's like, you're not valuing yourself enough. Most coaches that I see starting out have a really hard time charging what they're worth. Like they, yes. it's a real struggle for them at first, yeah. you know? So it's like, you want to get an alignment there and then you run out of time and you go, Oh, I I'm only me. And I've got to then shift to the, you know, group model and then like online courses and, and then whatever bigger impact you want to make. What point would you say in that flow of the one-to-one, one-to-few, one-to-many is where people want to implement Facebook ads? Honestly, you can implement it at any point. Okay. It really becomes a monetary investment at that point, right? Okay. So you need to be making somewhere between 50000 and 100000 at minimum in your business before you start investing in ads. Because not only are you paying for like me to run them, you pay for ads themselves. Um, and so I have a lot of clients that have come in and they were at the one-to-one And as they started growing and getting more clients through the ads, then they moved to the one to the few. Mm -hmm. So they they changed their business models because they filled up. It really comes down to a point of understanding that your product works, that you understand who your ideal client is, and then you're ready to start bringing in more audience to you. Awesome. Uh, uh, thank you for that. I, it, you just reminded me, I wanted to go back to, so, so for people who are kind of testing a product, it's interesting because we go like, well, you can't scale a product until you test the product, but how do you get the product to grow enough to test the product? To, you know, it's like, how do, what do you recommend people do there when they're testing a product? How do they test it to know that? So it's- it depends. Like if we're talking about a coaching industry, if we're talking about coaches specifically and they're testing their program, whatever that is, it may uh-huh. be along the way, network, network your butt off, bring in clients through networking, through the grinding, the, you know, reaching out organic traffic, all of those kind of things. Do that first, have enough people in that you've served that you can show success with. And that enough is relative, right? 
if you have served five people and they have all double, triple, quadrupled their business or whatever it is that you do for them, that shows success in what you're doing. And then you can move on to starting to scale. Okay. But you have to have that basis. In, and the first thing you're doing is the hustle, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I Yes. <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, like right now online, we see like so many promotions for, you know, create an online course overnight. I'm curious if you think that that can be successful. I, I have my thoughts on it that I can share, but I'm curious from your perspective. Can, can a DIY create your online course in 24 hours be successful? How successful have you been DIYing your stuff to this point? That's the question. If you are a successful business owner DIYing, yes, that course can be successful. However, if you have not successfully DIYed your whatever before then, and then you take this course, are you really going to implement whatever it is they say to do? Mm -hmm. So that's, that all comes back to the person themselves. There are people out there that are selling those courses and they are amazing at what they teach. They're teaching you valuable information, but whether or not it works all depends on the person taking the course. Yeah. The implementation of it really. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. I love, I love getting to ask you all of these questions because it's, you know, it's stuff that I get asked a lot and it's things that, you know, I've, as I've been building my business that I've learned over time. And I love that you have so much knowledge and expertise in these areas. Will you share a couple of success stories of your clients? That, sure. that um, recently I've, uh, the, one of my clients that we were, we were talking about earlier that had gone from the one-to-one to the one-to-many she, she started, when she started with us, she was, she was just at up, I think about $80,000. This year, she'll close out at just over half a million. We've been working together for about two years. So nice. um, yeah. one of my other clients um, is closing out this year at a million dollars. Actually, I think she closed out last month at a million dollars. She had like a last month was $220,000 sales month. And so like, those are the big successes, right? Those are the the golden nuggets. In reality, I have a lot of small clients too that come to me and they're, they're still working on things. Like we, we start a process where they're um, working to that one-to-one to to -to one-to-many, many, and we, it takes a little longer to figure out who their ideal client is, who their, you know, that, that process is as well. And that's always fun for me. I love, I love it because I get to do what I call ideating, which is just coming up with ideas. I love to brainstorm and come up with new ways to do things and new ways to talk to people and, and making clear paths. I'm big about schedules and plans and strategies and all of that. Yeah. Well, I think the key there, what you're saying too, is the strategy piece. You know, it's like to scale, you've got to have strategy. It's not just like throw dollars at the wall and hope something works and just, you know, put up some random Facebook ads and hope that something happens. It's strategy. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. If you don't have a strategy in place, most you're, you are setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. And it is perfectly okay to fail, right? Fail fast. Yeah. Fail fast. So you know what doesn't work so you can find out what does. Yeah. But don't set it up for a repeated failure. Yes. Well, and and I I think that's, this is a great spot to talk about like marketing mindset, because something Mm -hmm. I'm noticing is like, as you're, I don't, when I 
test something in marketing, I don't go, oh, it was a failure because it didn't work. I go, oh, I got so much information about what does and doesn't work, which exactly. is actually not a failure. It's exactly. like, cool. Now I know to, oh, this part of this ad works. So that's, I'm going to scale that piece. And then I'm mm -hmm. going to add the next layer. And so I think it's, I think sometimes people step into like, say they hire you to work with you and they're like, expect immediate results. That's not how marketing works. It is not. It is the, there's two pieces that I require before I work with anybody. They have to have a foundation in place. So we're talking about that, Mike, that, you know, um, proof of concept. They have to have that, that foundation and they have to have a commitment. Yeah. Because so many people want immediate gratification. It doesn't work in any area of your business. I'm telling you right now, it does not matter what you're talking about doesn't work in your health either. Like there's, <laughs> doesn't yeah. work in life. Immediate gratification is not a thing unless you're just eating an ice cream cone. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so you have to have the commitment level to do what it takes in order to make your marketing successful. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious there because I hear a lot of people talking about how they've thrown marketing dollars and I've done this too, where I've put money into marketing and it's been, I've been able to be more successful knowing nothing than the people that I paid. How can someone know when they've, when, what can they look for to hire the right person who's actually really going to help them scale their business? Yeah. It's um, one of the, one of the things that's really important is to ask them for it can be referrals, it can be testimonials, it can be, you know, make sure that you have, they have success in their business. Um, I would, so often I hear Facebook ads, but people say, well, ask to look at their, their clients, you know, dashboard, the, the Facebook ads. The reality is, is sometimes that is not accurate. Like Facebook undercounts and overcounts things. So there's, that's an issue, number one. But secondary to that is it depends on how they set it up. They may be tracking something that shows they have a hundred million bazillion sales, but it's not actually a sale. It may be a lead. It may right. be a, like, you don't know how they've set up the ad yeah. in order to know whether or not that dashboard information is accurate. So my best suggestion is really to make sure you you are able to talk to current or past clients. Okay. Okay. That's great. And, and then I would imagine like, does it, you know, you just, you said earlier that you're marketing your business mostly to coaches, but then, then you work with some real estate and people and, you know, like, because marketing is marketing, would you say that a person that you're hiring has to be in the same, in, like focused on that industry or not? It doesn't, they don't have to be, if you have a connection with somebody, like that's another thing, you know, just like with any coach, you have to have that connection. You have to be able to talk to somebody and, and really understand what they're saying. So if you have that connection with them, they don't have to be. I will say, if you find someone who's specific in your industry, they have more knowledge. And sometimes that's more productive for you. So if you have, say you're a relatively new coach, you have your proof of concept, but you're ready to start bringing in more leads so that you can scale faster. Mm -hmm. If you come to someone who knows what the coaching industry is and you say, you, and you know, you tell them, well, my, my coaching is, you know, $250. They're going to look at you and go, that that's not enough. Like you're not going to be attracting the kind of clients you want at yeah. that price point. Yeah. Um, so understanding, you know, the industry itself, what standard products processes are, what, what works and what doesn't work is incredibly helpful. It's
it's not necessary. Somebody, a marketer can find that information out regardless, Yeah. yeah. but it is more helpful and makes that process faster. Okay. And great tips. Thank you so much. It's been so informative. Will you share, is there anything else that you would just say, this is like the key takeaway for, you know, ideal client, Facebook ads, that type of thing. What, what's the gem of wisdom there? So I have two points to like, these are the two points that you have to have. You have to know your ideal client inside out, upside down and sell one thing. If you can focus on those two things, all of the other pieces will fall in place. But like focus on those two things and you will make it so much easier for your ideal clients to hear you. Yeah, yeah, that's good, gold. Okay, awesome. Will you share with listeners your top three max potential habits that you believe got you where you are today? So consistency, right? And it's not just consistency in my own marketing, but it's also consistency in getting up and doing the thing, right? We all have those days where you're like, oh, get up and push forward and, and do um, take action. That's number two. Whenever you're stuck and floundering, do something. It can be something minor. Like, you know, when I was starting to grow and scale, there were times where I would go on to Upwork and just apply. I never actually took jobs on there, but it was doing something. It was yeah. moving me forward and, and taking an action. Um, and then the third thing is to find a coach. I will tell you my business scaled a whole lot easier when I had the support behind me that could, someone that's done it before you, that can help pull you along so that you don't have to do this. You don't have to figure it out. They've done it. They can help you figure it out. So you're not floundering. So good. So good. <laughs> just want to give you lots of high fives for this episode. <laughs> so many, I mean, so many great tips that I can, you know, everyone here listening, it, well, unless it's your first episode, maybe not, but you know, like I, I constantly share my journey and, and things that I've been through and it's like to scale my business as fast as I did. I've implemented exactly the things you're talking about. You know, it's like, I look back retrospectively and I'm like, oh, wow, I could have gotten there even faster had I known those things. But one thing I definitely hired a coach, I definitely was consistent and I definitely took daily action. You know, it's just like, if, if you want to have a successful business, treat it like a business. How did McDonald's get where they are? They market, they market still to this day, you still see McDonald's ads. Do they really need to? Probably not because like everyone knows who McDonald's is, but they still do. They're still getting new clients and or clients, customers every day. <laughs> It'd be funny if McDonald's had clients, <laughs> but you know, it's like, I, I look at what you do and I go like it, to me, it is a critical element of scaling your business and find somebody who knows what they're doing. So you're awesome. I will definitely be sending people your way. Will you share where people can find you? Sure. Um, you can find me at virtualmarketingexpert.com um, is my website or Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or well, Twitter's not so much, but Instagram, <laughs> okay. all of the social medias, um, you know, you can, you can contact us there and we're happy to chat. Awesome. Okay. So virtualmarketingexpert.com. And when they come into your fold, do you, do you do like a discovery call? I generally do a 30 minute free discovery call. Just, you know, tapping into what it is they're looking for and, you know, see if we're even a good fit to help them. Sometimes we are, sometimes we're not. Okay. 
Wonderful. This has been so informative. Thank you so much. Really, really valuable tips for my audience. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. All right, everyone. I have the feeling that you're going to want to rewind this episode and listen to it again, especially if you're in those stages where you're wondering, you know, how do I scale? How do I build? What do I do with marketing? I mean, you know, knowing your ideal client, I think if that's your key takeaway for today, know your ideal client and remember to have something, one thing, you know, I've had, um, it was the Terry Levine episode and I don't remember the number at the moment, but she says same, same thing. One focus, one goal, one focus, one goal. You know, so we have successful business owners like Jennifer, like myself, like Terry Levine, bringing these tips to you because we want you to get there faster. So focus on the one thing, know your ideal client and get there as fast as you can. So you have the, the, path, the fastest path to cash so you can be successful and know that you can just really make it as an entrepreneur. You know, that's why I do this podcast to bring you tips, tools, and strategies, and inspirational interviews to help you know you're not alone and to really give you actionable strategies that will help you grow faster so that you don't have to be stuck in the muck feeling like we're never going to get there. So that's what we want for you. Thanks for being here. I hope you have a max potential week where you thrive and feel alive. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. For Max Potential Habits resources, go to nfacoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. There's free eBooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus links to NFA coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about up-leveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a Max Potential Habits Day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.